Welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast, your monthly source for conversations and curated content to improve your law practice with your host, Rocky Deer. Hello and welcome to the State Bar of Texas podcast brought to you in partnership with the Legal Talk Network. This is your host, Rocky Deer. Do you hear that noise in the background? Do you hear that energy? That is the 2018 State Bar of Texas annual meeting in Houston, Texas. It is underway and in full swing. You know, these annual meetings bring with them a lot of lot of wonderful energy, and there's a lot of funny stuff that happens at these conferences. And if you're not here, you miss out on it. But you won't have to miss out much longer. I've got a very special guest with me today, Pamela Buckmeyer. Pam, welcome. Thank you, Rocky. It's good to be here. You know, Pam and I just got off of doing a panel together. We just finished up a talk a few minutes ago on legal humor. Legal humor. That's right. The uses of, of humor in the legal profession. So I think we've, we can now dub Pam to be an official legal humorist. I think my friends who are not lawyers think it's impossible. When it, I tell them I have a collection of books I inherited from my father that is all legal humor. They just think it's books. Yeah, they, they think that's not possible. I have, I have one book that's 1860, and it is funny legal uh, stories from the time. And they're still kind of amusing even today. I find that I can't always understand the way they wrote in the 1860s. Like they, they use this complex vocabulary that's kind of escaping me. I'm not, I'm not as articulate, I think, as people were in the 1860s. This material is refined and it's funny. I may use it for one of my next columns coming up because um, I love that book. And it, you know, it looks like it must be worth thousands of dollars. And it's got some funny stories. Well, we can do that. Now, you know, the name Buckmeyer is pretty familiar to a lot of Texas lawyers, most Texas lawyers. It's a famous name. It is in certain circles. Um, I love to go around any courthouse in the state, and I will meet someone who remembers my father, remembers him fondly, has got a great story to tell me. My dad was an active lawyer in Dallas and president of the Dallas Bar Association and active in the State Bar Association. And then he was appointed to the federal bench by Jimmy Carter. That's right. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your dad. Jerry Buckmeyer, he's a man near and dear to my heart as well. I actually clerked for your dad. Yes, you did. You were an outstanding clerk. <laughs> you obviously didn't talk to him much about me because that, <laughs> that would probably not be the, the description that would best have fit me. But I think I kept him laughing, which is good. You made an outstanding impression. And you definitely go. kept him laughing. Yes, yes. We, we had a lot of fun. And you can impersonate him. And when you impersonate him, it sounds so much like his voice. And of course, my father is late. He passed away. Passed away so in 2009. To hear his voice is just a delight when hey, you do Pam, it. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, this. Wow. This is a podcast. It's going out on the air. This is fantastic. He did some radio spots on behalf of the Texas Bar. And he was trying to improve the image of lawyers in the state of Texas. And he tried to you know, hard, tell boy. jokes. That, yeah. And um, some people loved it and responded very favorably to it. And some people felt like um, it, it sullied the reputation of the legal profession. A dad would respond, and I know you would agree with me, Roger. Sure. Is that possible? Is it possible we can't to get any sully worse. the reputation? I mean, I think they're, they're giving themselves a little too much credit <laughs> if they think that we're not already sullied. So let's talk a bit about your dad's legal column, his humor column. For 28 years, he wrote a column for the Texas Bar Journal, which um, he would call bloopers and blunders. Right, right. Funny things that lawyers say, a witness might say, or a judge might write or say, funny typos even. Sure. That appeared in the practice of law. 
And practitioners loved to send him material. From all over the country, right? Really? Was, yes, they did. I it remember when that used to come in. It was not limited just to Texas by any means. And they would send copies of transcripts and copies of depositions. He ran a competition. Did funnier things happen at depositions or did they happen in the courtroom? He ran oh. a competition for many years. I never knew this. On that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. which forum won? He was always diplomatic and said it was a dry heat. You know, I don't think as many things go to trial today as they used to. That's true. That's true. There's not quite the plethora of material that you would for depositions. And attorneys would often say, um, I can't believe you just said that. You pulled a Buckmeyer. They would use Judge Buckmeyer's last name almost as a verb and say, what a Buckmeyer. And, you know, it was a condensed way of saying, you just pulled something funny enough to be in Buckmeyer's column. It's almost almost to the level of Google. Like Mm -hmm. Google has become a verb. And so you could Buckmeyer something and make it funny. In the state of Texas, that was a common usage, or in the legal circles. True, absolutely. Yeah. So, so now you have carried on the tradition. Well, he passed away, and of course, I was, right. you know, it was such a loss. It was right. such a loss. To and everybody, all it, of us. It took me a year or two to get around to going through all of his papers that I had saved. Um, and I realized that I had several boxes of material that had been submitted for his column and never published. And some of the files said, not published yet. And as I went through them, I, I could see that, that some stories, they maybe revealed the identity of the parties too much. And for diplomatic reasons. To protect the guilty. Yes. He hadn't used them. He had one file, a very thick file marked triple X, 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 X. And it was all risque materials. Really some out there stuff. Because witnesses will, they'll say some things. I, they will. And if, it, if it's a lawsuit over loss of marital participation, you know, they okay. will say some things that you wouldn't quite believe. We also, should Instagram that. You know, sometimes if a prostitute or a pimp were on trial, they would come up with some things too. All terribly risque, but very funny. Sorry, I can't tell you any of that stuff. Maybe you can tell us off camera. Yes, or off, off mic. Off mic. We can do it <laughs> off mic and then we can, and then people can reach out to us offline, <laughs> and then we can call them and tell them the story, but it can never be Perhaps. in writing. Yeah, Perhaps. maybe. Maybe. But I began to write his column, and they did change the title. It was etc. when Dad wrote it, right. and now it's the judge's daughter. That's you. That's me. And, and I just love it. And I hear from attorneys. I, probably, I hear from dozens of attorneys every month. Sometimes they just say, thank you for making my day a little bit brighter. And often, though, they share with me stories of things that happened in their practice. Things from the early days or things that happened yesterday. And I have a, a large number of contributions that keep the column going. Has anybody accused you of sullying type behavior? No. Um, I will say that everyone thinks they have a sense of humor. They're not oh. always correct. And they tend to think You're looking they... straight at me when you say <laughs> this, Pam. I mean, come on. I... And they think they all have the exact same sense of humor. So sometimes something will be terrifically funny Mm. um, to one group of people and not so much to another. Right. But I think that all the lawyers, they always said this about dad. They go, I read his column first and then the obits. I love to read the funny stuff from Judge Buckmeyer and then I read the obits. Or the disciplinary column. That was the other one they would look at. Hundreds and hundreds of letters all said the same thing. And I'm so honored to keep it up for him. I love talking to all the lawyers who call me, or I call them to verify, and and, and they'll have another story or two once I get them on the oh, phone. Oh, here's another one for you, right. And, and, you know, these, I'm surprised, but my calls go through in a snap. On one phone call, I reach lawyers, because I think they don't do as many phone calls as they used to. Right. It's more emails and things like sure, that. Sure, sure. And I say, hey, I, this is Pam Buckmeyer calling. 
I write a humor column for the Texas Bar Journal. Oh, he's in. She's here. No problem. It takes me no time at all to reach lawyers. So that actually reminds me, when I was clerking for your dad, there was one time, the company and the individual shall remain nameless. But I had to call this lawyer on a case that they had. He was the general counsel of his company, and he had a case being litigated in our court. And so I had to call him for something. And so I, I call up, and his secretary answers the phone, and she says, we'll just call him Mr. Smith. I said, you know, I'm calling for Mr. Smith. And, and she said, he's not in. Immediate reaction is, he's not in. And I said, well, okay, I'll be happy to leave a message. This is Rocky Deer with Judge Buckmeyer's Chambers. And she said, just a moment. And then Smith came on the line right away. And I remember I told your dad about the story, and he said, well, don't get too used to that. That's going to end after the clerkship's over. I heard many clerks complain that once they left the judicial chambers, they could never get a call answered. I thought I was a lot Quite handsomer. Quite down. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was so handsome when I was clerking in his chambers because everybody wanted to meet me and everybody wanted to talk to me. And then I, then I realized it was just, it was the black robe behind me. <laughs> now, it, it was a lot of fun. Now, when we were doing our, our panel a second ago on humor, we were talking a bit. Now, one of the things I noticed was in your bio, your title for yourself. And I'm, I don't know if this is something your dad would have made you do or what. <laughs> But you wrote writer, lawyer, and bon vivant. I thought that was so funny when they sent me the little form to fill out. And I didn't quite picture that it was going to be in the program for the two-day Texas Bar Convention. I think it's epic. I think it's great. Along with a hundred other speakers. And I was the only one who put something a little silly there. Of course, I was. you and I were the only two speaking on humor, too. So maybe well, it was called for. True. Now, okay. Uh-huh. You're going to have to help me out here. What in the world is a bon vivant? A bon vivant is someone who loves living, who loves life. As opposed to the opposite. Loving the opposite is well, not... Well, you know, it's a, it's a glass half full person who enjoys you know, vivant from the Latin, you know, to live and bond good. You completely killed the SATs, didn't you? <laughs> from the Latin. The derivation. Did you win the spelling bee too? I did take some Latin in, in college. Well, I guess if, if Julius Caesar ever rolls and, into and town. And now it's helped me tell a joke. So that, that was the only, Who'd have thought? only use for Latin. It was, a, it was a great career move to learn Latin, apparently. But you know, I'm living in Florida right now for my spouse's work. And I went down to the courthouse um, around Miami. I'm not practicing law in Florida. You have to take the bar exam sure. to practice there. But I'm an affiliate member of the Palm Beach County Bar Association. Okay. And, I, and I love to go to CLE and just different activities. So I was down at the courthouse. And I see a big sign that said, and this is one of the moments where I really miss my dad so much so I could take a picture and show it to him. No bikinis allowed in courtroom. Would your dad have agreed with that sentiment? <laughs> I just, I could not imagine that they needed to tell people that. That that, that was important in the state of Florida because it's a lovely courthouse and, and, you know, it has some decorum. It has some gravitas and you go in. And I think this is so important that they've got to post this sign everywhere. No bikinis allowed in the courtroom. <laughs> I think I need to visit that courthouse one day. I want to. I want to go check out and see exactly what's going on down there. This sounds like my kind of courthouse. Now, when it comes to legal humor, you know, I know. I know your dad was. He took the law very seriously, but he didn't take himself very seriously. Would you agree with that? I think that's very well said. I mean, he was. He was a brilliant man, and he worked extremely hard as a practitioner and as a judge. Um, but he also enjoyed life. I could say he was a bon vivant, and he enjoyed the practice of law. He loved lawyers. He loved the profession. He loved the courthouse, and I think part of that made him enjoy 
the little missteps that just happen as, as part of the practice law. And we're all going to accidentally say something that comes across. One of the most famous tropes is the lawyer who asked the expert witness, doctor, how many autopsies have you performed on dead people? And right. the doctor says, hopefully all of them. Exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, and we just can't help making a few mistakes. I saw a document recently where there was a typo coming out of the judge's office, and it set all the hearings for um, the middle of the night instead of the middle of the morning. <laughs> <laughs> set them for... 2 o'clock a.m. instead of 2 o'clock p.m. You know? And, and you're like, oh, am I supposed to be there? Was there a government shutdown? Is there is there some a special reason? <laughs> And I guess at, at that time, what your dad would have said is just roll with it and have fun. He was that. that's one hardworking judge. Yeah, there you that's go. That's a hardworking judge. That's burning the midnight oil for sure. Now, if, if, if folks out there, what kind of material are you looking for? What should people be sending you? Well, I think people have the idea that they, they need a transcript or a deposition hard copy document to send me. Sure. And that, that's really not. Um, I'm happy to take stories that, that are your recollection you can write in an email. I call and verify all the stories and so I can pull out some details. But it's still hearsay. Round and round. I don't care. I don't think anybody does because um, like we, in our panel just a few minutes ago, a gentleman who's 93 stood up and told us a very funny story. A gentleman named Fred. He told it well. It yes, was he clever. Did. You want to repeat it for this audience? Well, yeah. So, so he was the county attorney at the time, if I recall, and, and he'd gone to his supervisor no, he'd gone to the no, judge. Uh, he'd gone to the judge, and they were going to perhaps confine someone for mental illness. Right. And this, mm-hmm. this guy had a, had a book with him, and he'd come out looking exactly like Jesus Christ. Right? He had the long beard and the white robe, and, or at least he looked, he looked like the image of Jesus Christ. The image right? of, that is popular. That is po- the popularized image of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the judge, and he says, we need to get this guy committed because he says he's Jesus, and he's really not Jesus. And the judge said, well, for both of our sakes, I hope you got this right. <laughs> And now, granted, Fred from the story has lived to be 93. So I don't think Jesus was particularly upset with him that day. So I think he got it right. But boy, but I mean, that's that just goes to show how that interaction, sometimes a little bit of humor can. I ran can into a, um, a judge. And I'm not going to say his name because I always ask permission. Of course. Because a lot of people would prefer to remain anonymous. So sure. this, this was a judge in um, Austin area and he had a pro se client. And the pro se client, towards the end of it, it was like a five-day trial, just really went on way too long. The pro se client said, Judge, I can't believe you've treated me so badly. I've treated you with nothing but respect. And the judge said, well, sir, I, you know, I disagree. I, I don't think that, that you have treated me with respect at all. And the pro se client said, and for people who are listening, that means he represented himself. He's sure. not an attorney. He said, no, I, I've treated you with nothing but respect. And the judge said, you know, I've taken notes. I have a whole legal pad full of notes I've taken during the five-day trial, and I'm going to flip back to page one, the very top of the first page where you walked into the court and said, I don't want to be here, you SOB. And there was a long string of curse words that I'm not going to say on the air. <laughs> and he said that to the judge. He said that to the judge. That was his first moment in the courtroom. And that poor judge had to go through five days of that. And I thought, you know, he was so um, restrained to say no, you have not been polite to me, and I took notes, and here it is. <laughs> it was a great story, and I hope to work it into the column. <laughs> It'll have a lot of bleeps and, and edits, I'm sure, but we'll, we'll figure out a way to work that in. So where can people send their, their stories to? So it doesn't have to be transcripts. If they have it, it's great. Yeah, just a story. It's pambuckmeyer at gmail.com. Um, all one word. One word, P-A-M-B, 
as in boy, U, C as in cat, H, M as in Mary, E-Y-E-R, at gmail.com. The column is open to the public at texasbar.com under publications. Sure. But that's if you want to appear in the Texas Bar Journal or have a chance at it, send it to Pam Buckmeyer. Please, please do. All stories welcome. PamBuckmeyer at gmail.com. And if we can't print it because it's a little risque, we'll both have a good laugh and, and enjoy a moment on the phone. And maybe they'll show up as, as an anonymous post at oh, one yeah. of these talks. We can have you back on the podcast and we can do the anonymous version. A lot of people prefer to remain anonymous. And we can do that too. And mm-hmm. then we can edit them out and we can, we can change the story to protect the guilty. Well, Pam, thank you. Thank you for being here. It's this a pleasure, was... Rocky. I enjoyed being at the convention. I loved it so much. I saw a lot of good friends. I've heard a lot of um, great lectures. Really been impressed. There's, there's great it's content It's a quality here. operation. The hotel is lovely. It's a great conference. The annual meeting is always fun. And, you know, it's a thrill to be able to do this podcast. Wide range of topics. Oh, absolutely. It's a thrill to be able to do this podcast right here at the annual meeting. So, you know, again, you've, you've added to the energy here. Guys, this has been another fantastic edition of the State Bar of Texas podcast in partnership with Legal Talk Network. Pam Buckmeyer, you've been a fantastic guest. My pleasure, Rocky. Glad to spend some time with you today. So thank you for being here. If you liked what you heard just now, please find us and rate us in Apple Podcasts, where you can find us on Google Play or on your favorite podcast app. Or if you want to learn more about us, go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and you can learn a bit more about our production. Now, guys... You know, sometimes the ride of life is serious and sometimes it's funny. Today, we got a little bit of the funny, but thank you for joining us because after all, life's a journey, folks. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Go to TexasBar.com slash podcasts. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts and RSS. Find both the State Bar of Texas and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn or download the free app from Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, the State Bar of Texas, Legal Talk Network, or their respective officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, or subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.